What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Stand Up Guys podcast, episode 170. I am your host, the incomparable Zach Jones, joined as always by star of the Disney Sus original film, Captain Marvels. Or, no, I guess it would be The Marvels, uh, where he plays <laughs> the lead role of uh, Daryl Manpurse. Terrible. AJ, if you thought if you thought the writing of your intro this week was lazy, it's actually it's actually apt because we're going to be talking about the Marvels. We're going to be reviewing yeah. the Marvels, and good God, AJ, you know I, I call this a review, but really I think this is a post mortem. Like, yeah. what the hell happened with this movie? I mean, going into this thing, I said I predict this won't be great, but it'll be like you know middle shelf Marvel. No. This is low-tier Marvel. I can only think of maybe two or three other Marvel films that I I like less than this movie. This was really bad. And uh, boy, the, the writing for me whew, was very it, disappointing. I, I have to question if it was AI-generated script. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it I feels mean, like that, doesn't it? Yeah, it did, yeah. It had no heart whatsoever. Um I I felt bad even contributing eleven dollars and something cents to this movie. Like, <laughs> and I think one eighty five was like an online charge anyway. But I mean, I I want Marvel to get the the message that people are not watching this movie because it was just low quality as hell, man. I know when I heard that it bombed or you know it opened like the lowest of any Marvel movie, and I saw it and I'm like, you know what, it deserves it. Yeah, um, it definitely did. You know, they, they usually zero effort into this. Usually in the non-spoiler part of these reviews, you know, I ask, you know, would you recommend people see this in theaters, wait for streaming or not watch it all? I mean, definitely don't watch this in theaters, you know, unless you've already made that mistake. But even on the like the streaming side, like I would honestly like only recommend this to Marvel diehards. Like, honestly, I lean towards not watching it at all is my recommendation. Yeah, I'm right there with you. It's not worth it. I mean, for me, I mean, there's a lot of problems with this film. Like, you talk about plot holes. I think this film might be more holes than plot, if I'm being honest. And, and we'll get to it when we get into spoilers. But there was just an undercurrent of silliness that uh, pervaded this whole movie that kind of undercut everything for me. Where I'm yeah. like, I can't even take this as a serious movie. It never lets me. Yeah, I mean, there's a point where, like, people on a planet are, like, wiped out. And, like, there's no mourning it. There's no nothing. It's just... On to the next silly scene. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my gosh. Man, we'll get into it in spoilers, but there's one part of this movie, and for now, I'll just say it involves singing, and it was so stupid. Yeah. It just... Oh, my God. Choices were made. Choices were made. (laughs) Really bad choice. Like, (laughs) I'm just like, who greenlit this script? It was terrible. Like... There's no way you could have made gold out of this, no matter what the actors contributed to it. Right. I'll also say, like, and it's not the actress's fault, it's the writing as well, but this is maybe one of the most unremarkable villains in all of the MCU. Like, totally forgettable. Like, just nothing. Yes, and also, like, are they really... Is this supposed to be, like, a super kid-friendly movie? Is that what the whole thing was? Like, it's just a kid's movie or something? I mean, it definitely... I mean, I, I feel like kids can watch most Marvel movies just fine, and that's a smart idea. But this one, yes. I, I, I feel like this was almost written instead of for a wide audience, for like you're alluding to, like a younger audience, like yeah. tween girls or something. I don't know. 
Yeah. And, and by the way, this is coming. I, I want to make sure people know I, this isn't like I'm not one of those, you know, go woke, go broke type of guys. I, I actually quite enjoyed the, the first Captain Marvel movie for the most part. Yeah. Uh, this thing just never got off the ground for me. It was just, ah. Yeah. I, I Look, I, I, I already saw enough of Captain or uh, Miss Marvel's family in the show. You know, that's that's the right way to delve into them. Don't force them down our throats in this movie. Like they're just they're just along for the ride, and it's just it's just too much of that too. Like focus on the characters. You know, focus on the story. Try to try to build something out of these people and give them more likable personalities and stuff. Give them some depth. But here we're seeing Miss Marvel's family like. Oh, don't get hurt! Don't get hurt! Don't, oh my God, shut the fuck up! She's a superhero, you know. Just God, oh God, I I know, and it and it's like also this is this is a uh, a weird complaint, but there's so much hugging in this movie. At one point, I'm just like, oh come on, like I get it, yeah, girl power, great, but do you have to take time out to hug every five minutes? Exactly, man. Like it it takes away from the tension of the movie. Like there's supposed to be some sort of like you know, we're up against it. We're in trouble. We're feeling stressed out, you know, like all this hugging and lovey dovey stuff. Like it was just, I don't know. Well, that's the thing. Like there's very dangerous things going on in this movie, but you never feel any stakes just because like I said, the the undercurrent of of silliness and and lightheartedness, I guess, in this movie, just take away from it constantly. Yeah. You never feel any tension and, and yeah, I I was surprised, like you said, like how much her um, family was spotlighted. I'm like, not that I mind those characters, but you're right. Like we got them in the show and it's like now it should be able to focus on her rather than them so much. Yeah. Like focus on the three main characters, you know, let's see their development together and stuff. But God, they were just shoved down our throats, man. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah, and did they even get much development in this movie? I, I don't feel like they really did. They were just stereotypical parents. They were just like, oh, don't get hurt. We're so worried about you. Well, I so mean, like, the three you. main characters. Oh, no, no, like no. Like, the actual just... Marvels. Yeah. Yeah, no. Oh, the one who got the most development was uh, Spectrum, or what, Monica, was it Monica Rambo? Monica Rambo, yeah. I felt like she got the most development in this one. Which, you know, I'm happy with. You know, I'm, I'm glad she at least went somewhere. They went somewhere with her. But everybody else is pretty much the same. You know, the other thing that surprised me, and I think this was a bad idea on Marvel's part. They did it a little bit in um, Multiverse of Madness, too, where, like, if you watch Multiverse of Madness without watching WandaVision, like, I feel like you would have been somewhat in the dark on a few things. But this movie really references the Miss Marvel TV show a lot to the extent to where like, like, of course we watched it, but like a lot of people who, you know, watched the movies aren't necessarily going to be watching all the TV shows. And like, and also like we watched the TV shows and like um, in this movie, Monica Rambeau mentions that she got her powers, like how she got her powers uh, in the WandaVision show. And I watched that show and even I was like, oh yeah, I, kind of remember what she's talking about but not really you know that kind of thing where i'm like boy oh boy like they're not making these like like to me the movies you should be able to watch just the movies and and be caught up and like the tv shows are are you know extra material if you want it but not necessary like i think that would be the better approach than to like have them so intertwined but i guess marvel you know 
is betting that if they do it this way, it's going to get more people to watch the TV shows. So maybe it's a good idea marketing wise. I don't know, but um, yeah, this 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 movie was just a cluster f. You know, it was. Just, it was. Uh, you know, I'm not just complaining about her family. Either. I'm I'm talking about like the 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 cats, like all the silly, just random oh. stuff, the singing singing planet, like all that, just so many unnecessary things, like. Get to it, man. Write a real story. Get make something that's very compelling. You know, like they just there's so much filler in this movie. By the way, I, I watched this movie last weekend, and you just watched it today, so um, you're a little fresher. I I actually for a minute forgot about all the cat stuff, which you're right. God, that was terrible and stupid. And I'll get to. Yeah. There's so many things like. <laughs> also, and I'll say this: I don't even know if the notes I took are as detailed as in the past, because I'll be honest, there was parts in the movie where I zoned out a little bit yeah. and I'm like, Oh, I think I don't quite get, get how they got from point A to point B here because I was a little bit bored and zoned out a little bit. So <laughs> I might need your help to fill me in on a few things. Man, I know exactly. I was so impatient during this movie. I was like, I need this to end. <laughs> oh. And then, um, <laughs> Another thing I'll say is, and and I'm not going to spoil it here. We're going to get into spoilers, but I'll just say the post credit scene is kind of something like MCU fans have been waiting for a long time. And, and in this movie of and all movies, this movie of all movies is what it's attached to. And also the way they do it isn't like super exciting, but you know it's it at least like lets us know they're getting there. But yeah, of all movies to put it on, like this, this movie, I, I almost think they were hoping like the 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 rumors of that post credit scene would get more people to watch this movie. <laughs> yeah, that must be what they. I think so too. Um, but yeah, just uh, <laughs> I, I'm glad Marvel's not making movies for a while. I'll just say that much. I I need a break after this movie. <laughs> I think it would have been smarter for them to time things so this movie came out before the Loki season finale, so that they would have, you know, ended on a high note before like it's going to be yeah. a while before we see another Marvel property. Uh, yeah. Boy, oh boy, yeah. Just straight up, this was not good. I don't recommend it to people. And if you're like a just a Marvel diehard who's like, I'm going to see it no matter what. If you haven't already made the mistake of going to the theater, wait for Disney Plus, and it probably won't even be that long before it's on there because yeah. this thing is is not doing good at the theater. Um, AJ, any other thoughts before we get into uh, spoilers? Let's get into it, man. Okay, now AJ, like I said, it's been a few days since I saw this thing, so like when I'm going through my notes, if I don't understand something, maybe you can help me uh, fill in the gaps. And also, there was things that like. Even just like I, I took notes at, right after watching the movie and I'm like, I don't think I quite ever understood how certain things happen. So <laughs> we'll see. Um, so we open on a Kree spaceship visiting a, a moon like planet. Uh, we are inter introduced to Dar Ben, who is the villain of the movie. Um, she uh, finds a relic on this planet, uh, like kind of like a statue type thing, breaks it open and she finds a bangle. Uh, that she puts on her wrist and activates. And I believe this causes like a wormhole to open above the planet. Um, but she's dismayed because she's like, where's the second bangle? There's supposed to be a pair. Uh, but, and as she wonders that, that is, uh, she's wondering where that other bangle is. That transitions to uh, seeing the other bangle, which is of course on Kamala Khan's wrist. And like, you know, that's something that anybody watched the TV show would have known, but Again, if you didn't watch the movie, you're probably maybe a little confused. But 
Um, so Kamala, she's a big fanboy of Miss Marvel. She's drawing a picture of of uh, her teaming up with Captain Marvel, and we get this short little animated thing that's like her imagination of her teaming up with Miss Marvel and like being best friends with her. Um, so now we're introduced to uh, uh, Carol Danvers, uh, Captain Marvel. Um, and she's using this like Cree memory device. And it basically uh, briefly through flashback recaps what happened in the first movie, I guess to catch everyone up to speed who hasn't seen the first movie. And also very briefly shows her uh, destroying the super intelligence, which it'll show in more detail later on. You know what, though? This whole thing of her destroying the super intelligence, I'm like, I think I would have rather seen that movie. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, exactly. That that seems way more impactful than anything. <laughs> like she went after the Kree, who are a powerful race of people, and she hit them head on. Like that's interesting. I mean, I believe the super intelligence is a like you know a much more you know major character in the comics, and so for oh, yeah. them to just like briefly be like, oh yeah, it was a thing, but she killed it. You know, you know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. You would think it'd be like an all out war. Like <laughs> I she feel just like walks right in. It's like the episode of Seinfeld where she's like, yada, 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 over the best part. You know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, anyway, she gets a call from Nick Fury. Uh, he's, he asked her to investigate a disruption. I guess the disruption that was caused by Dar Ben with that wormhole opening. Because apparently, like, she's in the right sector to, to be close to it or whatever. Um, so now we're introduced to Monica Rambeau. Uh, she's working for Fury um, uh, on his... Um, space station. I guess uh, his space station is, um, sh- is it sword or shield or what is it? I think it's sword. Okay. It's like the outpost that monitors for like um, alien activity. Now mm. is, is um that space station, is that like in earth's atmosphere? Like yeah, orbiting so. earth? Okay. Yeah. Um, so Monica Rambeau, yeah, she's working for Fury. Um, she's uh, out in her space suit. And she's investigating the jump point. Um, so this is something that confused me because these jump points, to my knowledge, they were never introduced in a prior MCU movie, were they? Yeah, I don't, I don't know what they are exactly. Like, well, I think they're basically yeah. wormholes that can like travel to like you know far distances. But I'm like, these seem like. But I mean, the Guardians of the Galaxy use those too, right? Jump points, like. Right? Oh Didn't yeah, they... they can't jump, can't they? So maybe they've yeah. been introduced. I was just a little confused because they started talking about these, and I'm like, are these things we should have a lot of like prior knowledge of? I don't know. Mm. Um, but I found this weird. Is like, okay, so the one Darben opened up like in space, like presumably a really long ways away from where Fury is, somehow had an effect on the jump point uh, around Earth. Like, I was just like, how did that happen? It, it didn't make sense to me. Oh, yeah, they don't get into that. Um, so Fury has both Monica and Carol on comms, and like they briefly hear one another. Uh, but Monica's like, "Oh, I don't want to talk to Carol right now. I feel weird about it." Or this is another thing in this movie that I'm like, "Really? Was this a big deal? This whole thing between these two and how she's all upset with Carol because she left and she never came back?" And I'm just like, "You knew her for like a day." <laughs> you know what I mean? As a kid, you knew her for there, like a day. There was so much man. There was so much manufactured drama in this one. 
Oh, I plug in my. But yeah, I, there there were so many times where I was like, this does not need to be a big thing. No, like the <laughs> first Captain Marvel movie, like I swear they knew each other. Like she knew Monica when she was a child for like maybe a day or two. I don't know, not very long. And so for them to have this whole drama about, oh, you left and you never came back. It was just silly to me. Yeah, it seemed kind of forced. Um, so Carol noticed, uh, she goes to this planet and she puts um, her cat, the the flirk, and what's it called? Goose, like her cat. She yeah. puts him Goose, on yeah. her shoulder and flies out into space. And I'm like, why? Why wouldn't she just leave him on the spaceship? Like, I guess to use him as an enemy or, or uh, to help her. I don't know. Um, so she goes to this planet and she notices an energy coming from the wormhole that was left behind. And so she starts like absorbing it or whatever with her Marvel powers. At the same time, uh, Monica Rambeau, she's like touching the jump point around Earth. And also at the same time, Kamala's bangle starts to glow. And this causes them all to swap places. Um, Okay, so this is something that's going to happen all throughout this movie. And for me, it's inconsistent as hell. Because... Later yeah. on, we find out that supposedly it only switches them if they are using their powers at the exact same time. But I swear to God, AJ, I, I noticed moments in the film where they would have been using their powers at the same time and did not swap. Yeah, exactly. And also, Dar Ben had a bangle. Why wasn't she switching with any of them? <laughs> a good question, AJ. Apparently hers is <laughs> completely cut off from, from that. Um, yeah. And also, it's just like they never explain like why it would even affect that jump point around Earth that Monica's touching. I, it, 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 none of it really makes sense. Um, yeah. So Carol crashes into Kamala's room, uh, which actually was the post credit like or at uh, end of season like stinger for the Miss Marvel television show. Uh, yeah. Monica gets transported to the moon planet and is surrounded by Kree bad guys. And Kamala goes inside Monica's spaceship or spacesuit. Uh, and, you know, we saw this in the trailer. She, like, um, goes up against uh, the window of the spaceport and she sees Nick Fury. And so she get, ends up going on that uh, um, spaceport. So now we get this big swap fight where they're all fighting and, and swapping many times. So uh, the Flurkin eats a couple of Kree. But as we'll find out in, later on in the movie, apparently... Um, the, even though the flurkin like totally swallow guys whole, um, they never kill them. It's totally safe to be yeah, eaten by a flurkin. You don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it eats them. They go to Kamala's house. They, it pukes them up. So now there's Kree bad guys, uh, in the house. Um, so Carol's transported to the house again. Um, she is called the annihilator by one of the bad guys. And she's like, I don't like that name. Um, eventually at some point, Carol's transported back to the moon planet. She blasts a bunch of Kree guys and I forget how she figured this is, figures this out, but she finds out that the Kree are, uh, going after the scrolls. And do you yeah. remember exactly how she figured that out? No, it, I don't. it seemed very sloppy. Like she just somehow yeah. put it together. Okay. So now we get the scene where Dar Ben, uh, sits down with um, the Cree on a like the Cree some Cree planet with a bunch of Cree uh, for supposed peace talks. Uh, but she tells them um, that when the super intelligence died or was destroyed, a Cree civil war broke out, and basically whatever happened in their war 
it, it somehow made like, I don't know, messed up their sun or something. And it basically made their home world of Hala inhabitable. And so she basically warns them that she's going to be stealing their atmosphere. Um, I forget exactly what she says to him, but a part of me is like, why would she have even warned him? I think maybe she said like, oh, so you have time to leave or something. She says that she's going to help them evacuate, but... That doesn't doesn't happen, happen. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So Fury and Monica take a space elevator to Earth, because apparently that's a thing in the MCU, (laughs) is they have an elevator Mm -hmm. that goes from that space platform to Earth. <laughs> and also, like to cover distances fast because they show up at Kamala's house like too sweet, you know. Um, and I'm like, that happens. That happens multiple times. That's in true. Movie. Like distances Where mean Captain Marvel. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> also, they, they never go into this, but like, can Captain Marvel with her power fly faster than the speed of light? Because like, it's nothing for her to travel. Yeah. And like, her her direction is great, man. She can just, you know. She gets to exactly the spot she needs to get to, like immediately. Of course, I love Green Lantern, and they kind of do the same thing. But <laughs> so maybe I shouldn't complain too much. But yeah, distances in this movie just mean nothing. People end up wherever they want to be. Yeah. Um. So I forget why exactly, but Kamala um lights up, like uses her power briefly, and so she ends up switching with Carol, and so now. Carol and Monica are, are in the same house and like they're doing the whole thing where they feel uneasy talking to each other. Um, mm-hmm. But Monica puts it together that their powers are entangled. And when they're using their powers at the same time, they switch places. <laughs> so explain this to me. So we find out that Carol must have been flying in the air when she made the switch. Right. So now Kamala is plummeting towards Earth. So we see Carol fly off like super fast. So you would think if Carol knows that Kamala is plummeting to her death, Carol would go save Kamala. But no, what Carol does is fly right (laughs) past her to wherever the bad guys are. Mm -hmm. And then it's up to Monica to learn how to fly, which apparently she's never done before. Another manufactured (laughs) dramatic scene, man. That's what this is. So, um... Monica, yeah. My whole thing is, I think something might have been said to where Carol was like, oh no, like the bad guys could be doing something really bad and that's why she went there. But my thing is, no, Carol, you're a bad person because you know Kamala is plummeting to her death. The fact fact that you did not like take the time to save her, you're a terrible person, Carol. You're a terrible hero. By the way, I'll say this. I think Brie Larson is a good actress. And I don't know if it's her, just the way the character's written. But she a lot of times comes off as very cold. Like... A little too stoic. A little too a cold little too sometimes stoic. for my taste. I don't know. Yeah. Um. So, and even like Monica, like her flying power is so bad that the two almost still die. Um. But um. eventually, um. like uh, Kamala puts them in one of her like protective bubbles not that that's going to do any good uh but because she uses her power it causes her to swap with carol and they so they end up uh, on the platform with the bad guys and carol ends up you know hitting the earth but fury's like oh it's fine it's carol she can take that uh hit or whatever there there's a scene later where the flesh bodies somehow survive a crash though there is like uh, another (laughs) scene at the end there yeah there's some very (laughs) like i said i think this movie is more holes than plot overall yeah. <laughs> uh, so 
Monica, since her power, she can like see energy. She sees Darben's bangle giving off like an energy. And Kamala also sees the sees the, the other bangle. So she like puts her like um shirt down to cover her bangle. Um so Carol, because again, she can fly apparently faster than the speed of light. She shows up, so now all three are on the platform with the bad guys. So now they have a big old swap fight with the bad guys, swapping all over the place. Her sense of direction is amazing. She knows exactly how to get there, like immediately to that I know, platform. At, like she, I know, at least with the Green Lanterns, like the rings know where they're going. So like you have that yeah. excuse. But with her, yeah, she would just have to be like the whole of space. She knows where to go. Yeah. I mean, I, her, her powers are ill-defined, the whole cause cosmic power thing but i mean come on like yeah. i don't know um so while they're having the big old swap fight and beating the bad guys darben is able to um escape and go down to the surface of the scroll planet that she was at and she's able to use her hammer she's got one of those big t- like ronan the accuser type hammers and uh yeah. and the bangle to open a rift between that planet and Hala and steal their atmosphere so this is another thing. So this basically just opens up a wormhole between two places. And she's going to do this multiple times in the movie. Why is it always somehow set to siphon off one planet and, and have the resources go to Hala? Like, can she control that? Like, wh- like why Why would it cause that uh, at, at all? And if it did, like, how does she know it was, wasn't going to go the opposite way? Or You know what I mean? Like... Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. another ill-conceived thing where it doesn't really make sense, and you just kind of got to go along with it. Yeah. Um. So the team go down to the planet, and they save as many scrolls as they can. Uh. But many of them still die, and we get this scene where Kamala like wants to go like help the other ones, and Carol's like, "No, no, like we've saved as many." I forget her exact line, but she's basically like, "We can't do anything for them. We just got to let them die." I'm like, "Bitch, you can travel the speed of light. You could probably save." Half of these people, at least, just go back and forth. Yeah, like your power, your power's <laughs> never had a limit before, but now she's like, "Nah, I can't do it." <laughs> <laughs> um, so back on Carol's ship, um, she calls in Valkyrie. Our Valkyrie shows up, and I don't think they spell this out in great detail, but I, I think basically she's agreeing to take the the surviving Scroll refugees uh, to New Asgard. Mm-hmm. Which, if if she's willing to do that. Like I look back on Secret Invasion and I'm like, could she have just offered that to all the all the scrolls in the Secret Invasion show, and they could have just all lived on yeah. on New Asgard? I mean, it was so easy for somebody to give the Asgardians a plot of land. Why was it so hard to give the the scrolls some land? Like, it's the same damn problem. The Asgardians lost their home and they needed a new place <laughs> to go to. Although, as we already pointed out when we were watching Secret Invasion, uh, the scrolls apparently like the cold, so like. They could have Antarctica. They could have Siberia. They could have like you know yeah. northern Canada. Like there's so many places they could have. But exactly. Yeah. Um. So now we get a scene back on Hala where Darben rallies her people, and uh, they are relieved that they can now breathe without masks. Too. And I was like, is this some sort of commentary on COVID? You know, now they get it to all take off their masks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. So here we do get a flashback of Darben. Um. She witnessed Carol destroying the superintelligence, uh, which eventually led to the uh, Kree Civil War. And again, when I saw this, I'm like, this seems like the more interesting movie. Like her 
And also, was it that easy for Carol to destroy the superintelligence, or was there more to that story? You know, it seems like there should have been, you know. Uh, I was still shocked that uh, a pile of rocks falling on Darbin's head knocked her out, considering how many blows she took from Captain Marvel and all the other characters. Like, she was able to take those just fine, but a, a few rocks will land on her head and she's out cold. That's the so. other thing about the Kree. Like, I don't know how they compare to humans. Like, are they a lot tougher than humans? Or. They're supposed to be immortal. They're supposed to be, like, these supremely powerful beings. And, like, they get in a fight with Kamala's family and they're holding them down with a mop and something. Like, it was so... Her family should have been killed in that scene. They should have had no chance. That's another thing I hated. The Kree are, like, Asgardians. I hated just, like, the silliness again of that scene. Like, the things you're pointing out with the family, like, helping out with the fighting and all that. I'm just like, ugh. This is so cheesy. Yeah, it, it kind of reminds me of Blue Beetle with the whole family thing. Like, But the family at least had more heart in that one for some reason. It just felt, you know, a little bit better. But there was some silliness yeah, in that Yeah, we put it out in that know, movie. Like, the, the granny with the Gatling gun was terrible. So, yeah. like, this movie's not the only offender. But uh, it's still, it wasn't good. Yeah, exactly. Um, and also this Cree Civil War, like, that to me sounds more interesting than anything in this movie. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. What happened? How did Darbin become a leader of the Kree? Like, does she kill a bunch of people? Does she have to fight a war yeah, first? Yeah, we maybe would have been more invested in her if they would have showed, like, a flashback of, like, her rise to power and, like, the Kree Civil yeah. War and stuff like that. Um, so now back on Carol's ship, uh, she and Monica finally have their talk. Monica was upset that Carol never came back and wasn't there for her and her mom, and her mom was dying of cancer and all that. But eventually... um, um Kamala comes into the room and uh, they have a big old hug, which they're going to hug a lot in this movie. <laughs> oh, and, and um, Kamala names their team the Marvels. And of course, like they're like the others are like, this isn't a team. We don't have a name, whatever. And so there's also yeah. this running bit that never really has a payoff where Kamala is trying to give Monica a superhero name. And she's like, no, just Monica uh, is good enough. And like throughout the movie, like Kamala keeps like, suggesting like you know superhero names and like i'm thinking like okay eventually in the movie she's gonna say um call her either spectrum or photon and she's gonna go oh you know what that is actually is a cool name you sold me or something like that but we never get that yeah you know i thought she does mention spectrum as part of the name but it's not the yeah i thought she did say like something spectrum so there was a reference to it yeah uh but no she never ends up with a superhero name um so Kamala mentions that when they're on the bad guy's ship, she saw a star chart, uh, but she can't remember like what the destination on it was. So Carol puts those Cree memory devices on all of them. And this apparently gives them like um, shared vision or maybe it's because their powers are entwined that they're seeing each other's memories or whatever. Um, but anyway, because of that, they uh, they are able to see that star chart. And, like, see the destination on it. Uh, But Monica gets upset because she, through Carol's memories, has to relive, like, the death of her mother. And, uh, again, afterwards, they all hug it out. Um, I wrote, they have an unnecessary training montage to the song Intergalactic by the Beastie Boys. Uh, Which, again, it's just, like, the whole swapping thing. Like, we get it. They swap. I mean, did that even really come up later in the fights? Like, where they were swapping and they were, like, really good at it or anything? Like, I mean, they swap a lot, but, like, I don't even know how much of it is on purpose and how much is it just is on accident and it works out. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. But like the whole thing of them like doing like the double dutch like jump rope and I'm like, why would they ever do this? You know what I mean? It's, yeah. It was just a nonsense. Um, so they determine that Darben is probably going to go after uh, water now. And they're like, um, oh, and I guess this planet was probably on the star chart. But they're like, oh, this planet is like 98% water. They'll probably be going after that one. But okay, which is fine, I guess. But we'll find out later in this movie that they're also going after Earth. And Earth is like 75% water or whatever it is, you know. I. So it's like yeah. they could have just easily have done a one-two and stole Earth's water and sunlight. You know what I mean? Exactly. If she really wanted to hurt her that badly, she could have <laughs> just gone after her home planet pretty pretty tough like that. Um. So, yeah, they're going to go to this water planet. But Carol, like, she doesn't say what exactly, but she, she, like, implies that she has some sort of mysterious past with this planet. Okay? Yeah. Um. So they go to this planet. And goddamn, AJ, I hated this. I hated this so much. It's yeah. so stupid. Yeah. They go to this planet, and we find out that, okay, first of all, Carol is a princess there. Uh, there was some weird thing where to help this prince, she had to marry him. But who is this for? Who is this whole planet <laughs> for? Like, what is there a, a people on this planet that in any way relate to this planet? Like, I don't know. So... Liberal arts majors? I don't know. Theater majors? Well, the thing is, okay, so the stupid thing here is we find out that the people on this planet communicate each other through singing. Singing in yeah. English, no less. And yeah. here's the thing, like, again, with Green Lantern, the rings have a universal translator in them where when people talk, it mm -hmm. instantaneously um, makes the other people, other lanterns, know what they're saying. It, it interprets it automatically. So it makes sense in that universe. Mm -hmm. And I know there's other, like, um, sci-fi properties that have universal translators. But my thing... I know I know. Miss Marvel did have a universal translator in the first movie. Oh, like in... Oh, uh, Captain, Captain Marvel, Marvel did. Captain Marvel did. But they don't mention the other two characters having them or there's any technology on, the, in the, on Earth that could replicate that. There's no... There's no sign of that. So. I mean, they do put in like earbuds before this so that they can communicate with each other. So, but my thing is, is like they should have made it crystal clear. Like Carol should have been like, oh, my universal translator will carry over to you guys so you can understand. Yeah. Then I would have been like, OK, they covered themselves. But like these, just show a scene, just show a scene where they mention something right. about that. But here, I'm like, the aliens are singing in English for some reason. <laughs> That's the other thing yeah. is like you got to give me that line about the universal translator or I'm like, why are these aliens singing in English? Mm -hmm. uh, so Carol meets with the prince and warns him of the coming danger. Um, God, I hated this line so much too. So she starts, first she like sings the problem to the prince, right, in the whole room. But then she just like talks to the prince normally. And so Kamala and Monica are like, wait, he can understand you? And she's like, oh yeah, he's bilingual. I'm like, oh, screw you, movie. This is so dumb. I hated that. Yeah. Oh, he can understand both yeah. singing and normal speak. He's bilingual. God, <laughs> ah, it's so stupid. I hated it. Mm. <sighs> um, okay, so the prince gives them all new spiffy costumes for some reason. Like, I don't know why yeah. exactly. And also, like, we saw, like, apparently Captain Marvel has the power to change her outfit on command because she does that she mm -hmm. like before she dances with him she turns herself into like a disney princess like and i'm like 
So why did he have to give her a special suit? It seems like she could just like conjure her own suit. Exactly. Yeah, what was she asking for? <laughs> and part of the suit that he gives Kamala comes with like this scarf that she can like fight people with that like magically like wraps around them and trips them and stuff. And I'm yeah. like, well, this is stupid too, but okay. Um, so the bad guys show up and I just wrote, there's another huge swap fight where they're all swapping around and they're all trying to stop Darben from opening another wormhole. Uh, but eventually they fail and the planet's water ends up being transported to Hala. By the way, um, like there's never like in the epilogue of this movie, there's never a part where they're, they're like, um, oh, and they gave some water back to this planet or like whatever, or, you know, like fix this situation. Or I don't know. Can we assume that they didn't steal all the water? They only stole some of the water. I don't know. Um, Cause we, yeah, I mean like this planet dies without the water. Like they, is that another genocide that we see I mean, in this movie? Because <laughs> we do get a scene where we show, uh, we see like the empty seabeds on Hala and we see like the water like pouring in. So I'm like, yeah. No matter what happens, like that planet is like either they lost all their water or they lost a large percent of it, which I, I would imagine would cause big problems for them no matter what. And we never see that like in, in any sort of wrap up. We never see that fixed. You know what I mean? Um, so, OK, AJ, you might be able to help me with this, actually, because this is one of those spots in the movie where I zoned out a little. Eventually... Kamala, Monica, and I guess Carol end up on a, on their spaceship, and they end up traveling through a bunch of wormholes, and they land in a field. But for the life of me, I couldn't remember what happened that made them go through all the wormholes. Uh, I just saw the movie, and I couldn't yeah. tell you either. <laughs> it was just know. a bunch of nonsense action. I, I And I just, you know, when you get action overload and you just kind of zone out, that's what happened in this scene. Yeah, it was just it was meaningless action. It just didn't go anywhere either. It didn't lead up. Yeah, to and I wasn't invested just, at all. It, it never yeah. really. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they end up in this field. So this is where Carol tells uh, the other girls uh, what she did about you know destroying the superintelligence and how she caused the Kree civil war, which in turn caused their son to burn out and is causing Hala to die. Which my thing is, um, in this movie, like the bad guy doesn't like tell does the bad guy ever tell carol like that she destroyed the planet like to me it seems like she already knew this like that hollow was dying before this movie even took place so like i mean like how much is a, a hero is she that she hasn't been working to try to save them to begin with you know what i mean i, I didn't pick up on that i didn't know she knew i i thought darbin kind of told her that yeah you you messed up our planet like you know it's okay it's maybe she did but the the one thing I didn't get was like she never ties together why killing the supreme intelligence destroyed the planet. Like, was supreme intelligence controlling the sun? Was it controlling the oceans? Was it like what was going on with that? Why was why was killing it the all these resources disappeared? They don't explicitly say th this is what I got out of it. Maybe I'm wrong. Is that like basically there were what caused the civil war is there was people that were, were almost like religious and looked at the super intelligence as as their god basically and then there's another mm. sect that maybe weren't so religious that were okay with the super intelligence being destroyed or whatever and so those groups mm -hmm. began to fight each other and somehow you know like in the matrix like th they mentioned that like uh the war between machines uh and humans like 
ended up like destroying the sun or something like somehow like that's what i got out of it that, like they were like maybe throwing like nukes at each other or something and this <laughs> caused like the the sun to get messed up and in turn like the oceans to evaporate i don't know again they never explicitly say it i'm just kind of guessing and like that's what i'm saying like this Cree yeah. civil war sounds like the more interesting movie than a lot more interesting than this but yeah, yeah, they just kind of sure. skip over that. And you're like, well, how did that happen exactly? I, I thought the same thing. I was like, I would like to have known what led up to this. Um, uh, not surprisingly, they all hug again. And then um, Carol puts it together that the bad guy, um, um, Darben, is um, going after places uh, that are important to her. So like she cares, uh, she cared about the scrolls. They went after the scrolls. She cared about this prince and these singing people. They went after them. She cares about earth. Oh, so they must be going after earth's son. How does Darbin know all this about her? Like, how, like, how is that common knowledge for the creed and know, Oh, she hangs out with these people. She hangs out with those people. Like, well, I, you know, they view her as the annihilator. So I guess they're like, Oh, we hate her so much. We're going to, you know, learn everything we can about her so we can eventually destroy her, maybe? I mean... I guess so. Now, I think I missed something here, because, like, all of a sudden, Fury spaceship, um, space station, like, goes up in flames. I guess the bad guys, or Darben must have attacked that before she went after the sun. Is that what happened? I guess so. Again, <laughs> uh, sure. I zoned out a little. It's kind of helped us. Yeah, I zoned out a little yeah, bit. Just, yeah. So we yeah. find out that they're... And this seemed like a stupid, like, Titanic type of situation. We find out there are not enough life pad, life pods for everybody on the space station. Why didn't you make enough life pods for everybody on the space station? Like... I, I think that something went wrong. Like, uh, like some of them were malfunctioning or something. Oh, is that I'm what happened? Sure. Okay. That would make more sense. I think so. So one thing I skipped over earlier because it was stupid is... Um, Two of the scientists aboard the space station found this weird-looking egg thing, and they didn't know exactly what it was. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, Fury, he, like, opens up this panel, and it turns out that there's a bunch of eggs on board, and they're flurking eggs. And they yeah. all, at that moment, decide to hatch, and we get a bunch of cute flurking uh, kittens. And, God, this is so stupid. Um, so they're like, okay, we can't put all the people on the pods. So what we'll do is we'll have all these flurkin swallow all the people because they don't take up as much space. And so this is automatically like some um, like the, apparently the cats are like uh, the TARDIS on Doctor Who, where it's bigger on the inside than the outside. Like, how does that work? They swallow these things, but like they the, the flurkin somehow have like a magical like. I, I think it's called hammer space in Marvel, like where you can just have like an infinite pouch or whatever. And, like, uh, you can just keep putting things in there and nothing gets filled up. But the other thing is, like, so, these flurkins, like, you know, swallow people whole. When did they put it together? Because this is never established in another Marvel movie that the flurkin are not killing the people they eat. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how they train these just born flurkins to throw them back up later on, too. Like, it just doesn't make oh, yeah. sense, you know? Yeah, it's like... um. It's it's not like they can like telepathically communicate with these flurkin. They just like know what they're gonna do. You know, they're all on the same page. And also, I wrote yeah. the, the cats somehow know to avoid the heroes and Kamala's family. They swallow everybody else with right. those characters. And it's like how? 
Like, in, unless you're actually right. controlling the market somehow, how are how are you doing this? And like, you're not establishing this. You know what I mean? Like, if you're going to mm-hmm. do something like this, it's just like with the like, universal translator thing we were talking about earlier. Give us a line that somehow at least tries to make sense of this, because this is nonsense. Right. Um, so Darben shows up to Earth complete. <laughs> I wrote, she shows up to Earth completely alone. Like, why wouldn't she have at least brought some foot soldiers that help ensure her plan goes correctly? It's just her. Yeah. And so she opens a wormhole and starts to siphon the energy off of our sun uh, into Hollow's sun. Um, so the team shows up and they easily triple team Darben, who is eventually impaled. And a part of me is like, this makes um, almost makes the good guys look bad. The fact that they're like ganging up on her. You know what I mean? Yeah. Also, like she gets impaled by like a blade. They've been shooting cosmic rays at her and stuff this whole time. Like, you're telling me those cosmic rays and those blasts aren't sufficient to penetrate her, but a blade Well, anytime they um, throw the cosmic rays at her, conveniently enough, she always makes it hit her bracelet, which charges her up even more. That's true, yeah. She's very good at that. (laughs) Um, So Darben seemingly agrees to surrender, but when Carol helps her, uh, she uses her hammer to threaten Kamala's life and steal her other bangle. Oh, and also... And they they keep the 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 theme alive of the the main the main bad guy just getting rid of themselves like in Miss Marvel and in this movie too. Well, and also like before that happens, like um, Monica is like, "Hey, Carol, I think with your power, you could just go like recharge Hollis' sun and and fix things." And it's like it, it seems like for a moment that Dar Ben is like open to that, and I'm part of me is like, I know she hates Carol. But, like, for the benefit of her people, like, why not, like, maybe, like, see if she can, you exactly. know what I mean? Her whole her whole thing is she was going to sacrifice herself to save her planet anyway. And now she, like, everything she wants is on yeah, the like planet. Car- like, Carol's offering to possibly sacrifice herself to fix Hala. And she's like, yeah. no, I'll, I'm just going to kill myself. It didn't make any sense. <laughs> but also, okay, so she gets the other bangle and she flies out to the wormhole. But I'm like, what was, and we find out, uh, so Carol tries to stop her, uh, but she ends up clanging the bands together and it instantly kills her and like opens this other rift in space. But my thing is like, how was her banging the bangles together supposed to save Hala? Like she already opened the rift that was siphoning our son. That was supposed to save Hala. So I didn't understand why she had to sacrifice herself. You know what I mean? Like what did... I don't even know what happened. Like, it, it didn't save Hala. Like, she never... It didn't even work. Like, it just opened up a rift in time and space or something, but it didn't do what she wanted it to well, do. Well, and I don't even get what she wanted it to do because she had already opened the rift. She was already siphoning off our sun. Yeah. And so... I, True. Yeah, it was so confusing. The writing in this movie is so confusing. It makes no sense. Um, oh, and I, I was wondering if you noticed this. So K- Kamala's bracelet was just taken... But Kamala still is somehow able to use her powers because she makes her hand all big yeah. and she brings Carol back into the ship. Yeah. Well, what was that? I don't understand. Why does she even need the bangle then? She loses her cares. I think it was a mistake. I think they didn't have a script supervisor or something, or the script supervisor made a mistake because this seems like a continuity error to me. Yeah, it does. I mean, I'm sure they can try to write it off saying that, like, somehow at, in that moment, for some whatever reason, she didn't need it. 
But she used her powers without having the thing that gives her her powers. Exactly. Um. Oh, okay. So Carol gets back on the ship, and Kamala's like, oh, our powers aren't entangled anymore. I, I wrote, Kamala somehow knows their powers aren't entangled anymore, even though Carol seemingly doesn't. Like, Carol, like, she says that, and, and I forget what exactly Carol said, but she's like, oh, well, that's a good thing, I guess. I'm like, how does Kamala know their powers aren't entangled anymore? Especially if Carol didn't automatically know as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. There, was there anything to tell us that that was the case? I don't think case? so. Like, was there any? I don't oh, think yeah. so. Um, so Monica says the only way to close this new rift in space is for the other two to, like, blast her with their powers. She'll absorb the powers, and then she has to go into the center of the rift and, and expel that power to close the rift. Um, so they do so, and she closes the rift. Now, wait, wait. At this point, does Kamala have two bangles on? Um, you know, that's a good question. I can't remember. It seemingly wouldn't be a good idea for her to, because apparently if she accidentally bangs them together, she's mm-hmm. going to die. Exactly. Somebody far more powerful than her just died with two bangles. So I'm like, she better not be using two bangles now. <laughs> but she mentions that, you know, they used to be a pair. So, like, I assume, like, eventually, like, if she didn't in this movie, that she is going to put them both on. But, you know, I'm sure the writing will be just like, oh, the bad guy got the bad juju out of <laughs> out of these. Now they're fine. <laughs> just like Red Skull. <laughs> Um, so yeah, she's closing the rift, but she's like, oh, the only way I'm going to be able to close it is if I stay in it and close it. Carol, like, you know. How she knows that? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> like, she knows everything, though. She knows everything. And here's the other thing. Carol's like, Carol flies out to try to save her. And as we've established, Carol's got to be able to fly faster than the speed of light. But she's too, too slow yeah. in this case because the rift closes right before she can get there. Monica's gone. Um. So back on Earth, uh, Kamala is reunited with her family. She tells Fury that they lost Monica, and Fury gets all sad about it. And I think he asks where Carol is, and um, Kamala's like, oh, she's busy fulfilling a promise. So then uh, Carol does reignite Hala's son, and it didn't even seem that difficult uh, for her. Yeah, it seemed really (laughs) easy for her. (laughs) Like, man, I could have done this a long time ago. Exactly. Uh, So yeah, she saves the Hala. So in Louisiana, which I guess is where um, Monica's family lived in the house, that like house that was featured in the first movie. Um, yeah. Now I was confused here. Is Kamala's family moving into that house? Are they just helping Carol move? I, I was confused by that too. Cause why would Carol need help moving? <laughs> she could do it in light speed. She could easily That's what do I thought. it. Why is she making these mortal people do this? Well, and I think there's a line where like the Kamala's mom tells the son like, oh, this would be a, a, a good house to raise kids in or something. So I'm like, are they moving from New Jersey to Louisiana? Because that seems a bit weird, too. Yeah, that, that'd be really weird. Also, they don't show his wife at all in this no, movie. No, they don't. Which I'm okay with. I mean, like you said, <laughs> like, we didn't need the family. Like, there's enough. Yeah, we need the family. But I'm just like, if you're going to show the family... He's married. Like, there's no sign of a wife. <laughs> um, so Kamala sees, like, the uh, little biplane in the yard. So Carol shows her the airplane. And um, Kamala's like, oh, we're just looking after it until Monica gets back. And, like, uh, Carol's like, yep, just until Monica comes back. So then uh, I believe the last scene of this movie is Kamala meets Kate Bishop at Kate Bishop's apartment. 
and she wants to start a team oh. of young heroes with her. And she mentions Ant-Man's daughter, Cassie Lang. So it seems like they're yeah. setting up either like a Young Avengers or Champions type team. This whole movie relied on these last two. They were trying to make this movie out of these last two scenes. Out of this and the post credit scene. You know, my thing is, we speculated for a while that, you know, the first like round of Marvel TV shows had like Young Avengers type characters in them. So it did seem like they were setting this up. But honestly, now I'm like, I don't know if I want to see that show slash movie. Like, I just feel like it's going to... If this is the writing we're going to get, like kiddo writing, like very immature... That's the thing. I think it's going to be very, like this movie, written for teenagers. And I just don't know how much... You could make it... They could make it for everybody, you know? But that's not what this movie was. That's not what... I don't know. That's not what I'm expecting. Yeah, I'm I'm very dubious of that show. And then... We get a mid-credit stinger um, where Monica wakes up in an alternate universe next to an alternate version of her mom, um, who in this world is a superhero. And, um, you know, at first she's like all excited to see her mom before she realizes, oh, it's not my real mom, you know. Um, and I think, does does her mom in this universe say her superhero name is like binary or something? I think that's, yeah, that's okay. what her that. But the big thing is her doctor here is uh, Beast from the X-Men, uh, played by Kelsey Grammer, which I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, you're going to reference uh, the Beast from the X-Men movie that everybody hated? <laughs> that seemed like a weird choice to me. Like, um, I would have rather they just, like, you know, recast Beast, like, give us a new yeah. Beast. But at the same time with the multiverse, like, when they eventually do have the X-Men, like, I don't even know if they'll stick with this version of Beast. They might do another version of Beast. I have no idea. But yeah, this is where they introduce um, at least the concept of the X-Men into the MCU, which is a big deal. But it's it's tacked onto this, you know, POS movie. What a small multiverse that her mom is the first person she sees in a new universe. You know, like, that's... That's wow, you know, what are the chances yeah, of very that? Convenient. that? Her mom is and uh I mean she she was left for dead in what looked like a hellscape. Uh the X-Men showed up there, you know, like it it looked like it was there was a planet on fire and it looked like it was a dead universe or something, and then all of a sudden she's on a ship with the X-Men. It's just it's oh, kinda is that weird. True? You know? I, I honestly I couldn't even remember what that rift in space looked like. I so it, it looked like <laughs> it, it looked it did not look like that was a livable planet. Like I don't know, that didn't seem. It didn't seem like there was any sign of life or anything. Anything, anything good. I thought I was expecting like Dormammu to pop up or something. I don't know, but yeah. That so we'll was probably weird. find out that that universe is dying too or something, and they'll eventually have to go to a different Maybe. one. So, like, I don't even know how. <laughs> it's almost like they're just saying like, we know the X Men exist. We know you want to see them at some point. Trust us, you're going to see them at some point. I guess, I mean, we knew that already because we know that Wolverine's going to be in the uh, Deadpool movie. Man, I mean, they really, they're really banking on that post credit scene and that last scene for Young Avengers in this movie. They they forced those into this movie to, like, give it some, to buoy it, you know, to, like, lift it afloat. Oh, and also I will say, if, uh, uh, if you're going to suffer through this movie, you don't have to go to the end credit because there's not an end credit scene. It's just a sound effect of a flirk and, like, Hawking up another guy or something. It's a nothing. Mm. Uh, so yeah, this was terrible. Uh, yeah. Do not watch it. I don't recommend it. 
Yeah. Um, God, I just this this was so disappointing. Like, I honestly, I wanted to watch this. Or I I wanted to like this, and honestly, AJ, going in, I was like, I was so confident that this was like going to be fine. Like, I'm like, yeah, this is going to be a mid tier Marvel. It's going to be fine. I did not expect this. Yeah. Yeah, it was rough, man. Like, I, I, you know, I just want to clarify something. I mentioned Blue Beetle earlier. Blue Beetle was oh, way better than for this. for sure. Blue Beetle Yeah, was it way had better. some of those yeah. silly family moments that were a little eye-rolling, but way better than this. Way better than this. Yeah. In fact, AJ, I guess, you know, it's time for the scoring round. What would you give this scale of 1 to 10? <laughs> I'll give it a 3.5 out of 10. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking a 3. I, uh, I'll, I'll give, because, I, you know, I don't really blame... The actors, I think they did f- fine with what they were given. It's just what they were given was so bad. Yeah. The writing was dog The shit, writing man. on this was so bad. <laughs> and like I said, I think the straight oh. up, I think there's some continuity errors, like the, the part where uh, Miss Marvel used her powers when she shouldn't have been able to. Like, I think this movie was sloppy, yeah. like straight up sloppy. And we didn't mention the part where uh, that ship with uh, everybody in it with the Flurkins and Kamala's family and uh, uh, Nick Fury crashes down and they just walk right out of it. You know, nobody's got nobody's stumbling. Nobody's hurt. They That ship fell from space. <laughs> <laughs> just one more thing that makes no oh, sense. Man. Yeah. <sighs> man. Yeah, this I mean, sloppy is really the only word for it because you know marvel is famous for doing yeah. like they schedule in their reshoots because they're like okay we know we're gonna need reshoots we'll they're they're baked into the cake and we'll watch whatever cut we get and that'll tell us where we need to fill in the gaps my thing like we very easily picked out spots like the whole like oh mention the universal translator so that this makes a modicum of sense yeah. and um or, or there was another instance like that that I'm forgetting now. But, like, you know, just you and I could have easily been like, oh, put this line in so that this makes sense. And show a scene where, like, all of a sudden you see, like, their powers aren't intertwined anymore. They can't, like, you know, flip back and forth with each other. Like, just let us know. Don't just don't just say it. Like, let us see it. Show. Don't you know, tell I'm it. pretty sure, like, I don't... Maybe I'm wrong about this, but the, even the whole thing about, like, oh, they only switch when they're using the powers at the same time. Like, I'm pretty sure there was a scene at some point in, like, the action on the water planet where, like, Miss Marvel is using her powers to, like, fly outside of the ship. And then, like, I think Miss Marvel, like, lights up her bangle and does something and they don't switch. And I'm like, well, is Miss Marvel not considered using her power when she's flying just when she's shooting her cosmic rays? You know what I mean? I I think if you, like, um, I don't know. You ever watch that YouTube channel cinema sins it's like everything wrong with this movie yeah. in so many minutes i would actually be interested to see the one on this movie because i think it's going to be like an hour long oh, yeah. <laughs> and i think there's, there's got to be a world i record. think if you go over this movie in detail and just point out every time they didn't swap when they should have swapped i think that w- yeah. there's going to be like 500 sins just for that i mean yeah i agree <laughs> <laughs> this movie's so inconsistent uh so sloppy um so disappointing. I I don't know what to say other than just it. I'm I'm glad that uh, you know Marvel apparently is like you know taking a step back with the TV shows, and now I'm wondering like, boy, I, I hope they're maybe reevaluating the movies now too because this was not good. I I don't know what's what happened at Marvel. Like 
I feel like I want to blame the Disney execs because they've come out with some stupid stuff lately. They've said some stupid things lately. And I, I, I want to believe that they've had too much involvement because I, I don't want to blame Marvel. You know, I, I, they've done such a good job. They've been so painstakingly careful up until phase four. And uh, I, I just, it's got to be the greedy execs who are making these shitty AI movies get pumped out. Like, I don't know. But you I, don't know, I hear some like uh, comic book nerds being like, oh, you know, this phase sucks because like Iron Man and Captain America and Black Widow and some of those major characters aren't around as much and the new characters aren't as good. I don't even think it's that the new characters aren't as good. I think it's just that they haven't been putting uh, the premium on writing that they need to. Yeah. And I mean, not to say that there wasn't some bad movie Marvel movies early on. Like I would say I still maybe like this better than like Iron Man three and like incredible Hulk. Some of those early Marvel movies that I really didn't care for, but like, it's definitely, it's, yeah. it's down there. It's, it's down there. I, I didn't even care for Iron Man. I didn't care oh, for the I, first one. I love the first Iron Man. But like, but here's the thing. It grew on me. Like as long as like the whole, the whole realm of movies that like, came together and like, you know, okay, now we saw Avengers. Okay, Age of Ultron was okay. But, you know, it started like, it started coalescing and it started getting better. That's the thing. It, I yeah, you, you, I guess maybe it's an impossible standard to hope they keep in that trajectory. But it's like you thought they had it figured out. You thought they had a system figured out. And then you start yeah. to see cracks in it and you're like, oh, that's weird. Yeah. And then you see something this bad. Be- poorly written and you just it, it makes you go wow how did this happen you know what i mean yeah exactly yeah but uh i guess i won't beat a dead horse any any longer the the conclusion is this was a disappointment i don't recommend people watch it uh but aj any any final thoughts before we wrap up uh i'm i'm happy to be taking a break for a while from marvel and dc <laughs> dc well we're gonna be i'm more excited about uh aquaman 2 than i was about this movie <laughs> you know what's sad is like i i would have been more i would have had a lot more faith in this movie that it would be better than aquaman 2 and now i'm not so sure even though i do think aquaman 2 is gonna right. be terrible oh yeah yeah it's gonna be you know <laughs> you know it might just be lip service because he's you know kind of an executive now but like james gunn like you know saying that like they're not gonna rush movies and they're gonna make sure that the script is down you know before they commit to filming like that fills me with hope i hope that's true and i hope mm-hmm. he sticks with it uh you know of course he is a company yeah. man and he did say that the flash was a good movie so you never know <laughs> yeah. um yeah <laughs> but uh eh, hope for the best hope for the best all right aj we'll, we'll wrap this bad boy up uh so everybody uh let us know in the comments below what you thought if you did watch uh uh the marvel what do you think did we get it wrong was it actually good did we miss something did it explain the things we're complaining about um please 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 let us know and if you will subscribe to the youtube channel uh and also you can subscribe in audio form on your podcast catcher of choice leave us thumbs up positive reviews you can follow me on Twitter slash X at Zach Jones Live. That's Z-A-C-H-J-O-N-E-S-L-I-V-E. And that is going to do it for all of our shenanigans and poppycock this week. Please, please, please tune in again next week. Bye, guys. Take care.